0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Experience More Podcast, a podcast where we dive into individuals' personal lifestyles and how they make changes to experience more of the great outdoors. Whether they're hunting, hiking, or camping the Rockies of out west, or they're getting after maybe some bass, turkeys, and whitetails here in the Midwest, I'm Jake Garvel, your host, and this is the Experience More Podcast. Welcome to the Experience More Podcast. Super excited about this episode because I am joined by my good friend, Ethan Cool, uh, Not spelt how you would think it's spelt. He's just not cool enough for that. But uh, regardless of that entire situation, super excited to be able to have him on. Um, I've known Ethan over the last couple of years and uh, definitely a story and, and a lot of different, I believe, life lessons that are gonna be able to come away from this podcast, uh, from this episode overall. Uh, so I really, I hope you guys can go through and enjoy it, take something away from it. And as always, with you guys coming in, uh, jumping into this podcast, really the only thing I ask is if you do get something from it, uh, go through, share it with a friend, share the outdoors with friends, share fitness with some friends, uh, friends or family. And that's that's really what I hope you guys can take away from any aspect of this podcast itself, right? So, all right, <clears throat> that being said, we got my man, Ethan. Ethan, how you doing, dude? Good, dude. Awesome to be in here. Shit, yeah, rock and roll. Um we will we will start this podcast off with I know there's there's definitely, you know, I can bust your balls and go back and forth and we have we have some history there. Um but honestly, I, you know, I really wanted you to be able to come on. I wanted you to be one of the, you know, the earlier individuals I had on the podcast as well because um really one of the big reasons the podcast is here is because of you and because of the accountability that you held on me. Um, And as little or as insignificant as you might think that is, or other people might think that is, um, Ethan uh, is one of two individuals that I told about the podcast um, and really about wanting to do the podcast. He had seen me kind of kick the can down the road over and over again. Um, I don't know, Ethan, how long how long was it like from when I had first kind of talked about when I was wanting, like, I knew I wanted to do it. I mean, it's been at least, I want
1: to say at least a year, dude. Like I know we've been talking for a hot minute mm-hmm. and then, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm like, all right, like I'm gonna hold you to this. Like it's my one opportunity to punch back at you. And like, <laughs> all the shit. <laughs> I, so no, I think it's been at least a year. if not more than that. So yeah, it's like
0: starting up. All right. Yeah. The, um, well, I think the, I mean, the reason I bring it up is like coaches need coaches or coaches need accountability, right? Every, everyone can go through and use a good swift kick in the ass every now and then. Right. Um, for me, uh, with you, it was of course, putting, uh, putting the podcast out there, just saying, Hey, like we picked a date. I said, December 19th said, this is when it's going to go down. This is when it's going to happen. Hold me to it. And I literally, of course, December 19th, woke up on that day, you know, did my, my own shit as I normally would. And then I get this little smart ass fucking text message that comes through (laughs) my phone and just says, Hey, bro, how's that podcast coming on the day that it is? And I was like, "Ah, shit. You're welcome. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I, I went, you know, I was like, I told myself I was gonna do it. I told you, and there was a purpose for that. Like I told you and, and another individual. And um, you know, the both of you guys were individuals who held me accountable to that. And that means a lot to me. Cause honestly, like I feel like in in the profession I'm in, and you know, the individuals that I personally work with, um, not a lot of them go through and chirp back or do, you know, have have that kind of relationship back and forth. So I do do appreciate it. Uh, And now it's gonna, you know, we're gonna just keep kind of rock and roll moving forward. Yeah, no, well, like I said, it's, it's nice to be able to chirp back, like,
1: I get enough shit from you and enough, like, hey, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Like, it's good to hold each other accountable. But when you get to turn the tables a little bit, I'll take advantage of that.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, more power to you. I'm all for it. Um, So, um, you and I have we've known each other now what shoot has been three going years. on yeah at least three right at least three years um so going on three years and you know those of you guys listening um Ethan and I ultimately met through first form and through like uh the Legionnaire program and just kind of coaching in different areas there uh and just honestly like <sighs> I I can't can't help but go through. It's like, guys, I'm not going to lie. Like Ethan and from the coaching calls that I ultimately had had with him and just working with him, um, he was he was a hard egg to crack. We'll we'll say that Um, definitely I'm going to let him talk a little bit more about his experience. But so you guys kind of an understanding my my perspective of Ethan He's probably one of the most miserable individuals I've ever met in my life through a phone call or zoom or something of that nature um our conversations consisted of how's your day going good what you doing working i was like it was talking to a brick wall um since then of course just i mean finding common ground having different conversations and letting him know that i'm not just there you know shoot shit or bullshit with him um i don't know just kept calling him and i was probably that annoying little thorn in his ass or whatnot for uh, a where for a little while a little while now hot, like the tides have turned um but um definitely through that entire process has become one of my close friends uh and someone that i definitely i am proud to have in my friend circle overall so um ethan give us a little bit of a of ethan's perspective at kind of where you were you know three years ago and you know kind of the really the lifestyle that you kind of grew up in?
1: Um, I mean, if we're going back to when you and I just started talking, like within the coaching and the Legionnaire program, all of that, like I had just moved back. I live up here in North Idaho and I just moved back, uh, just gone through a bit of some family stuff, had my parents get a divorce and had moved back to Colorado to help deal with that. And then coming back up to Idaho, I had fallen back into um, the jobs that I had before that. I was a welder was a bartender and just going through kind of doing what what everybody had told me for a long time that I should be doing like you should have a career you should have follow a certain path and that was kind of just the direction that I was going like I didn't I didn't like to open up to a lot of people because of what had just happened with my family Jake uh, you saw that firsthand but mm-hmm. very I don't want to say a dark time but it was just a very different time than where I would say I am today.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. very soft very yeah you yeah you, yeah oh. <laughs> uh no nah, it's uh yeah I mean it was it's 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 interesting it makes me smile and laugh of course looking back at some of the conversations we had but um okay so welder right like what is and this is kind of this ties in like you know the entire essence of this is of course kind of taking life lessons right and like where where were we before right and I I want to be able to kind of create paint a picture and kind of create some relatability with maybe some of the individuals who are chiming in here um you know what when you said you're a welder what did kind of like what's your day-to-day routines back then
1: so I mean back then so that was my main gig was welding and I'd bartend on the weekends but I was working in a fab shop. Um, We didn't make anything like super fancy. We're making implements for heavy equipment, mainly like excavator thumbs and attachments that'll go onto excavators and day-to-day was pretty much the same thing. Like you get to the shop at 7. AM, you put your hood down and start working on whatever it was that you had from the day before, more than likely it's the same part that you've made a hundred times, a thousand times, like going through that over and over and over you get lunch at noon, take a quick 30 minute break, and then you're back out there for another three, four hours minimum, building the same thing every single day. Like every day was like, felt like Groundhog Day, more or less, like you're just mm-hmm. doing the same, over and over, the same parts, the same
0: welds, the same the same everything. Right, like, so with that, so kind of yeah, through that, that process, I guess kind of give like um, background, I know of course you, Like, did you shoot many guns back then? Did you shoot bow much back then? I know you kind of do a little bit of both or I've seen more of those things kind of come out, but like, was that something you did more when you were younger or like, did you kind of lose it in that time? Like, what what was up with that? That was definitely
1: like shooting for me and even like the the firearms, the archery side of things, that all came out when I was younger. Um, My dad was a firearms instructor for law enforcement at the time. I got my first gun when I was 10 and just started kind of like plinking 22s in the backyard we had a little bit of acreage at that time um when we moved up to Colorado I got involved in 4-H and that's really when like competitive shooting or at least more competitive shooting came into the picture but did 22 stuff I did a ton of archery stuff that was really what I fell in love with was just shooting archery all the time um did 4-H for gosh four or five years I think at least Mm -hmm. and that was shooting was a passion back then. Once I got up here and got into that job, it definitely took a back seat and kind of was something I had to step away from just from the amount of time I was at work. And then just the kind of the availability of me to be able to go out and do stuff like that too. Like Mm -hmm. moving, living in, like I was running a townhouse with a buddy at the time. You can't really go shoot in your backyard when you live in town. So yeah, you
0: know, yeah, Uh, (laughs) it's illegal. and It's not, not, illegal until you get caught right yeah so (laughs) we try too much though uh um okay so had that kind of maybe lost that a little bit and i see this the reason i bring it up right is like i can relate to that right like going going to where it's like dude growing up like hunting fishing all of Mm. those things like that was my childhood like i had the entire back 40 mapped out and all that different stuff Um, And then get into college, right? Or life hits. And then you're like, all right, now I got to be all in there. I got to be successful. And once I'm successful, right, then I'll have more time to hunt, right? Or more time to do this. You just you let those things go off to the wayside. And in kind of where, you know, your your path and my path kind of converged in that, like, I guess, in that moment, like I, I kind of could feel that kind of aspect to it, to where it's like this place where there's more to you than just the day-to-day come in well, like there's different things you can definitely be doing, things that you enjoy that are out there. It's just like we get sucked into that tunnel to where we forget what gave us joy, right? Yeah. No. So of course, you know, we kind of talked like Moving forward now, dude, your your life is completely, like, completely kind of 180 flipped around, 360, and then thrown into a twister blender, and then come out the other side, right? Like, there's been a whirlwind that's happened, and and it's it's a huge testament to what can change and happen in three years. Because I feel like so many people get locked into a lane, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, this is it, right?" Um, kind of explain explain what's gone on over the last three years. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I just got to more or less,
1: I'd had an opportunity to talk with first form and all honestly, just with some individuals out here that I've gotten to know as well. But I got really tired of just doing the same shit every single day, like the monotony of it, the like, basically feeling like I was brain dead, like I didn't even have to think about anything, I was just doing the same thing over and over and over, and eventually really got to thinking like about what I really wanted to do and what, what I actually enjoyed doing. And I finally asked myself one day when I was working, I was like, why are you doing this? Like, do you actually enjoy this? And the answer was like a screening. No, like this is not what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And then say, I have time later to go and do stuff. So going through, um, I'd started at a gym, started lifting and kind of gotten into Olympic lifting at the time Mm -hmm. when I kind of made that switch. I said that I was going to start
0: CrossFit or at least look for a CrossFit style of gym. You and, you, you put a little bit of a fight up in the CrossFit. Like a, Olympic lifting was my segue into the yeah. conversations we had. <laughs> That's <laughs> I like
1: barbell stuff. I didn't know about I didn't know about all the crazy CrossFit stuff at the time. I knew that I knew I wanted to change and somebody happened to put a little bug in my ear that, hey, maybe you should go try this out and get a little get a little involved and see what would happen and mm-hmm. hope that a lot will happen when you go down that road if you're open to it but yeah um stepped out of welding and got a lot of questions about it but basically gave myself the opportunity to try out new things like I didn't I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do but I knew it wasn't that so got out of welding I went to bartending full-time during that time and joined a new Gym, which is where I've been for the last three years, as you know. But dropped in there, and about a week or two later, they had a we're hiring sign up. It was like, well, if I if I start coaching, I can get a membership for free. That doesn't sound too bad. And that was legitimately that was my thought process. Like, hey, I can join this gym. I can be a coach. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm sure I can figure it out. And then at least I have a free gym membership. Like. That's pretty much the baseline for the start of
0: that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from, from that, and it is. It's been it's been awesome to go through and watch that journey, right? Of you you going through the entire process, stepping away because that's one of the most scary things for people to go through and do. Leave something that is good, pain, right? Mm-hmm. Has maybe different benefits and things tied to it, and you step away from that to kind of chase a dream or really the unknown right and personally for me anytime i've ever done that it's always it it's never been something i've personally regretted like stepping away from something that doesn't fill your cup um for you how because let's just i mean straight up have you always been as fit handsome and damn damn good looking aka he's single ladies Right. Have you (laughs) dude? I was waiting. I've been waiting to go through and do that. I knew I was gonna do that on this podcast.
1: Oh, you're gonna you're gonna give me way too much ego here, dude. (laughs) Um, you haven't always been as fit as you were, right? No. No. And I was always active, like I did sports in high school, I wrestled, I played football for a little bit, like always worked out to an extent. Um, like. I would be in the gym. I wouldn't say my training was amazing or that I had a very good knowledge of like nutrition or how to go through and actually fuel my body, but definitely not to, not to the extent that I am now with what I do.
0: What do you think one of the biggest contributors to you seeing the results? Cause now of course you've seen a lot of, a lot of results personally yourself and consistently get better. Like what has been, one of the biggest things that help has helped you see consistent results? Um a lot.
1: Honestly, a big part of it, I think, is just the community that I found myself a part of here and being being within a group of individuals that actually want to see me succeed. Like as a coach, obviously I want to go through and give my athletes the best results I can. Like I want to watch them grow. But when you get into a community like this it's really like you start to see that reciprocate like those people are looking at you as like hey i want this for you too and being around a group of individuals that want that for you like that's not really that's not something small like there's a lot that happens there and you just have that support and that group that's always pushing you to be a little bit better and always having that kind of like at your heels like hey you've got this you need to keep on going like that's been a huge a huge
0: part of it for sure Mm-hmm. so take people through a timeline here because you're gonna i'm not gonna let you just get away by saying all right you joined a crossfit gym x y and z like what is what has happened like in the last three years walk us through the steps of things that have ultimately happened and and ultimately what has happened as a reason
1: um well like i said I joined the gym and gave a shot at getting hired as a coach like legitimately i had zero experience as a a coach. I had done a little bit of like teaching, instructing, if you will, with kind of the firearm side of things, mm-hmm. but never, never in the fitness side. So, got through the interview process, and we have a bit of a uh, kind of an onboarding here at the gym, and made it through that. I got my CrossFit Level One, and was just coaching like a couple classes a week to start out, like not a lot. I was still my main gig was still bartending, like I was doing that pretty much every day, and then coaching a couple classes here and there. Um, I started to pick up a little bit of traction, and just picking up a few more classes turned into instead of like a couple classes a week into like a couple of days a week. It was like okay, and eventually, as time went on, just like getting to know more people, getting more involved in the community, I finally got approached by the owner here saying like, "Hey, I would really like to have you here full time," and that was something that kind of blew my mind at the time. I hadn't even really thought of like, "Wow, I would think that I could be." just a full-time coach and just do that like I never really had just one job I've always had multiple jobs most multiple ways of making money at a time and between the lifestyle that I was seeing bartending and then what I saw available for me here at the gym like those two things kind of started to butt heads a lot like in in my experience like the server lifestyle and the bartending lifestyle don't really align with what I was seeing here within the gym and having that opportunity to go full-time really was something that, like I said, I just didn't imagine that was going to be a thing. And when it did, I, I questioned a lot. I was like, can you actually make this happen? Can you do this? And it was just another one of those situations where like you had some doubt, you had some worries about it, but it's like, Hey, let's jump into this and let's see kind of where that goes. So that was about a year ago, or I guess, a little over a year ago now that we had that conversation of me going full-time. And it was met a lot, like I said, with the same kind of like, you sure you can do that from family, from friends. And it was just another moment of like, hey, you need to trust yourself and go through this, see see where this is going to lead. So that's gone from being full-time and being here like five, six days a week into now I've recently just became one of the head coaches here within our community. And that's just been like going from starting out, like I just wanted to coach so I could have a free membership to becoming so involved and so like ingrained in this community that I couldn't really see myself doing a whole lot
0: else at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Well, it's <laughs> from from following your, your social and everything you do on there, um, you know, it's been really cool. To watch you take action in those different areas, uh, and then also see how it has created a ripple effect with you know other individuals within your community, right? Whether you know <clears throat> it's going to different uh, CrossFit events, you know we went out to the, the Monster Games and everything we had gone down and met up there, and then just meeting other members of your community, right? And just all the great things they ultimately had to say about you, um, you know the impact that you kind of had in their life or on, you know, on them and the life that they're living. Uh, you know, we never know, we, we underestimate how much impact us as individuals have on other people's by us just going out and being the best version of us we can possibly be. Um, and I think that's, it's been cool to watch you go through that journey and kind of tying it in, you know to the, to the outdoor piece, right? Like, dude, you live in freaking essentially a painting like it's it's pretty beautiful up here not gonna lie that tell tell everyone where you where you live not your address or your social security <laughs> number but like you don't want to um, get give... that's <laughs> right I mean unless you want to let the ladies know
1: no we're not going to get that personal right now um I'm up
0: here in north
1: Idaho so Coeur d'Alene is really like the biggest town around here, but if you guys ever look up like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, or the Coeur d'Alene resort or anything like that, like it's basically about 100 miles south of Canada. We're way up here in the woods. Everybody thinks that Idaho is nothing but like potato fields. And I don't mean to let this out there, but it isn't. You get up north and it is some of the most beautiful country I've ever been around. Like coming from Colorado, there's a lot there. And this place absolutely... Is
0: that I way with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, you know, definitely, you know, watching you, of course, through your fitness journey. Um, I know you've watched, I've watched you go through, do 75 hard a few different times. And of course, you know, you have the nice, the trail up there around the lake, and you'll go have, you know, the sunsets or the sunrises and everything up on that. Um, it beats kind of the the pavement sidewalks that I have down here in St. Louis or in,
1: <laughs> in the, huh city a little little more scenic than what you got
0: down there but a little bit what um for you going from you know not being as healthy or or conscious about what you're doing back in the day right we didn't have like this is the the parallel to it right and i know you, you don't have any kids or anything like that but um and i just i think about like all of your the people you coach people you work with like those that's your family so it's the impact you have right um and looking at where you were in the past like very minimal if any personal impact on the individuals around you mm-hmm. right i can look at my life and look back in like different aspects of my life to where it's like you just go through the motions and you're not creating a ripple effect right to where now i would say you're you're a very very like pivotal point within your community to where you are creating an impact in those individuals around you um what would you, for someone who's maybe stuck in that that job, they just don't like, right? Or, you know, they're at that point where they, they, they beat their head against the wall every night, just kind of like in that numb state that you were kind of in. Like, what would some points of just kind of like advice or, you know, if you had a friend that you were kind of trying to go through and guide through that uh, to help them be better, what would you tell them?
1: I mean, if they're looking to... If they're looking to get out of like a position of just that monotony and that boredom and that questioning of like, why am I here? What am I doing? Like, I don't, I think for a lot of us, we've been told like, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z in a certain way in order to be successful. And I do not agree with that very much. I would say that there are, there's a lot of different ways to go through your life and being miserable just for the sake of, financial gain or whatever that might be for you or being stable whatever that is like there is another way that you can do that and you can do that in finding or through finding the passion that you have and actually going into that I think a lot of people they're like oh I'm interested in this but they're afraid to get a little uncomfortable and actually dive into it and it's in that kind of in that fear and in that hesitation that if you actually get into it that's where you will see those things change like it's not we want to be stable we want to be comfortable and if you really want to go after something that's not not really the status quo or not what everybody's told you is what you should be doing that's kind of where you're going to find those things in that uncomfortable zone like Mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of people doubt you you're going to have a lot of people question you but if you if you know like you have that feeling of like, I need to do something different, or maybe this is what I need to do. Don't, don't sit on that. Don't just
0: leave that off to the side. Mm. What, uh, is there any in the, the past, like, or anything in your life that maybe not being in a state of, you know, let's say, personal fitness, or your personal overall health, um, or even your own, maybe your mental, like, strength, the ability to go through and do it, is there anything that you feel like you missed out on at this point in life, or that you wish you would have taken advantage of? I wish I would have done it sooner.
1: I wish that I would have not kind of just fallen in the, like, I don't know, the, the lane of, like, hey, we're all going this way, you need to go the same route, like, and I'm, I'm not talking bad about schools. I'm not talking about bad about trades or anything like that. Like, if that's your passion that's what you want to do, by all means, go for it. But I think that there's a lot of opportunity to go through and experience a lot more in your life when you realize what those are and you actually play into them than there is when you just let them kind of sit by the wayside and put them on the back burner. But no, mainly just I would have done it sooner. If I'd have known three years ago that like, Hey, if you go and open this door, this is what's going to happen, I would have ran to that door. Like no hesitation, no questions asked. Mm-hmm.
0: The uh, how is, uh, I mean, it's, it's just perspective is a pretty cool thing. Right. And it's, I probably, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but now that you have busted kind of through that door, it's probably a little bit easier to notice when other doors and opportunities are ultimately in front of you to go through and take them
1: yeah Uh, i mean you like if you keep yourself closed off to the other things that you could be doing like a lot of people i feel like even friends that i've had are like well i i only have ever done this one thing like how could i do something different it's like well if you don't open yourself up to that you won't either you can you can look for them and i promise you that they're there or you can just kind of stay with that closed mindset and that closed thought process of like ah oh, this is this is it and that's about to fall into in my opinion
0: with all the the individuals that you personally work with right and just of course you are at uh, black goat crossfit up there right ladies you know where he works now
1: don't get me in trouble here we're not an affiliate so we can't say crossfit black goat fitness
0: black goat fitness that's what i meant <clears throat> that's what i meant it's all right um the with the people and the individuals that you you coach you work with um what do you feel like of course from going through that journey what do you feel like most people that you've you've encountered what do they struggle with the most when it comes through to helping them like live a health like a more active fit lifestyle
1: Mm -hmm. you're probably going to love this response i would say probably the belief that they can actually do it like believing that they can, they can maybe say no to, I don't know, that beer every night or that they can say, they can turn off the TV for a minute and come in and get a workout in or that they can do, they can shift their priorities around a little bit and just like focus on eating a little bit better, focus on getting in some movement, like just the belief that they can follow through with what they, what they think they want to do, but they don't really have the belief to actually do it yet.
0: You're right. I do love it. The going on onto that note, like, okay, I think that ties right in. I mean, one of the the things I definitely want you to be able to kind of go and explain on, because I think it's a growth growth point for most people, right? Seventy five hard, right? You've gone through, you've done that a couple times. um It's not something, and I've said this before. It's like it's not something everyone needs to do right but it's something i believe anyone can do with the proper mindset and discipline to go through and do it right like honestly everyone should go through and do it and at least like go through and understand that they're much more capable than they give themselves credit for right um for you going through that what was what was that like uh the first time was
1: brutal absolutely brutal why i so that was when i'm trying to think back to that that would have been when i was still welding i was still bartending working two jobs um i'd start work at 7 a.m i would get done bartending on the weekends and a couple other days at like two in the morning and i told myself i thought about 75 hard for a long time like probably at least a year of me going back and forth like nah, I can't do that like I can't give up beers with the boys like what am I going to do on Friday what am I going to do on Saturday what am I going to do on Sunday like if I'm not doing that how can I go through and how can I do this like that's going to change a lot like I think for I know for myself that was a huge part of my life was like hey if I'm not going and having a drink like what the fuck else am I going to do so going through and um Kind of proving to myself, like, hey, there's more to this life than grinding through at your job and then going and partying on the weekends and then going back to your job on Monday. But just kind of proving to myself, like, you can say that you're going to do something, and you can hold yourself to that thing. You can show yourself that you will do that no matter what happens. And just going through that, like that first round of 75 hard, I probably honestly I probably went harder than I should have on it because every single day it was like, hey. We're running. We're doing as much as we possibly can in the gym, um, water, food, all of those things. And it was really the first time that I dived into like, "Hey, we're gonna cut out junk food, if you will, or like the little snacks or anything like that." It was the first time I'd ever stopped really drinking for an extended period of time since pretty much whenever I started drinking. But just that whole that whole shift, and then just kind of seeing the repercussions of that, like you don't realize how much more you're capable of until you really put yourself in a situation like that and prove it to yourself that you can do that. Mm-hmm. But no, it was that first round was a really valuable lesson, but like the things in the discipline that you are capable of that maybe you've just been a little too lax on in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The <clears throat> booze, beer, all the good stuff nights out with the boys um that's you hear it all the time other mm-hmm. people hear all the time like man i couldn't give up that drink or ah, what i don't that's stupid mm-hmm. right I, in my mind i'm all like now because there was there's was a part in my life where i would have been like well that's dumb that's why i work out like i work out hard throughout the week so i can have you know so i right. earn that beer right yep what was that, what was that like? Cause a lot of people struggle with that piece. Like, what did you realize through that? Like, was it worth it? Was it not? Like, what, like, what is that kind of journey there? Cause I think that's where, what holds a lot of people back. Yeah. I mean,
1: that was really the biggest thing that held me back for the longest time. Cause I was like, well, if I stop drinking, then I don't have a social life. Like that was, that was kind of where I was coming from with it. But,
0: um, so, so have you lived in a cave for the last else <laughs> then? like but that, fuck. that that was where that was where my mindset
1: was at. Like, hey, if you don't do this, then you're gonna lose all your friends or you're gonna like, you're not gonna have time, that kind of thing. And no, it is if I can do seventy five hard as a bartender and as someone that like didn't really skip a day of the week without having some kind of a drink, I promise you that you can too. I would say that really, it was just like, kind of like a burden is taken off you. Like when you can walk up to someone, it's almost empowering to be like, hey, do you want a drink? And you're like, no, I'm good. Like, and then the reactions you get, and I don't feel like people talk about this a whole lot, but the reactions you get when someone says like, oh, I'm not drinking. People are like, well, are you, did you get in trouble? Are you an alcoholic? Like, you don't, you don't hear a whole lot about that, but it's definitely like, it's not the social norm to not, mm-hmm. not have a drink. And it's funny how, how, like, how much power that has over people and what they like, oh, I can't, that's, that's the biggest thing I hear about 75 hardest people. Like, I can't, I can't do it because of skipping drinks.
0: Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Like, I honestly, I think more and more about it, like, as it just goes on and on, it's like, how fucking weak is that? Yeah. Like, it's as wild. a guy, blows my mind.
1: Yeah. Like, no. It's absolutely wild. Like you can't, you can't put that beer down for like not even three months. Like you're telling me you can't do this one little thing for
0: not even three full months, seventy five days. That's all you got to do. Yeah, you're being a little bitch. That's literally. I mean, that's honestly like, I look at it It's like, all right. And I like, I like a good beer just as just as much as the next guy, right? Like I like a good craft beer. I mean, even just a regular, like fuck, give me a PBR and let's fucking let rock and roll, like. I'll, I'll have a good time with the rest of them or a good glass of whiskey and I can enjoy those different things. Right. But to say, like, I'm going to go through this piece to better myself and be a better individual overall. And you can't do it because you can't put it down. Mm-hmm. Like one you need to check yourself and look in the mirror is what I ultimately would look at as like, you might not be an alcoholic, Mm-hmm. but you're so you're showing you're telling me that you kind of are in that yep. sense to where it has more control over you than you have control over it yeah and that's a big piece i think To 75 hard is it just
1: teaches you that you can control a lot more of your life than you think you can well, it
0: teaches you how to say no absolutely drinking like that's how yep. many times did you go through like through 75 hard and tell people that no can't do that i got my workout like what was that yep. like Uh that was
1: that was interesting and has been interesting because of it because you'll start to when you if you truly do 75 hard the way that you're supposed to, you have to prioritize your time. You have to get those two workouts in, you have to get your reading in, you gotta eat, you gotta do all these things. And if you get a little off track, that that can bury you so fast. And then you're trying to play catch up and it just rolls you into the next day and you're almost screwed over if not failing that day. But it's it teaches you a lot about how much time you really have in a day and kind of where your priorities lie. Like, you could be getting the workout in, or you were sitting on the couch scrolling Instagram for the last 30 minutes. Like, what, where's your priorities at? And the same thing with like, with friends. Like, I know there was one situation where I got invited out to dinner and I didn't have a ton of time. But I was like, I can go have dinner. Like, I know the food there. I can have that. Like, I allotted like an hour for that to happen. And, that went way longer, we didn't even end up eating. And I got so frustrated, I told my friend, I was like, hey dude, I gotta go. He's like, what do you mean you gotta go? We haven't even done anything yet. I was like, I gotta go, I have to go and do this. I'm sorry, like nothing against you. You guys go have a great time, but this isn't my priority right now. Like, I'd love to see you, I'd love to hang out some more, but I have to go and finish this. And you kind of have to adopt that mindset of like either we're doing this or we're not. There's There's no in between. And when you see those priorities
0: change, it's it's eye opening for sure. Yeah, gives you gives you pretty good satisfaction of being able to like go through and have like total control over your day. That's yeah. for sure. That I yep I can agree wholeheartedly with you along it. So, um, looking at like for you, kind of going off like I mean, shoot, man, like I know we've talked about, of course, you know, elk hunting talk about you shooting your bow, doing all that kind of stuff, like any ideas or plans kind of with that in the the future, as far as maybe even shooting the the guns or doing different things like that, tactical games, anything along those lines? Working. We're working on
1: that. Um, Tactical games has been on my mind for a long time. And I think with, with being in the CrossFit side of things now for the last couple of years and just getting more adapted, that kind of training, that's Mm -hmm. something like, I've been eyeing that for a hot minute. Like I talked about it way before I ever got into this style of fitness or this kind of lifestyle, but that is, that's something I want to go play with for sure. And then as far as the hunting aspect of it is I've got so many hunters here that are within the gym and within this community that are just like, let's go. And finally having the time to be able to like actually go out and do that. That's, that's going to be happening this year, whether it's, whether I'm just out there with them or whether I've actually got a tag and I can go and try to fill it but no, all stuff i'm doing soon awesome
0: well we'll have to we'll have to end up doing another one of these down the line after we go go through or have a hunt or something like that kind of goes down because um definitely i can only imagine how i mean of course we might not be doing that stuff right now but how it plays a role in allowing you to do that stuff i know honestly the when i think about the fitness and tied into the outdoors like I mean, dude, I see you climb mountains. I see you hiking, doing all that stuff. Like what are those, like since being healthier, I know you've even taken some of your, your crew in that up mountain or mountain climbing, backpacking, like what's that, what's that kind of like being able to be fit enough or healthy enough to do that and enjoy it? It's, it's a lot better now than it used to be. It's a lot nicer to be able to like have
1: a buddy go, Hey, you want to go backpack in for two days? And being able to like, Hey, yeah, I can load up a 40, 50 pound bag or whatever I'm carrying and pack in for the weekend and not have a problem. Like being able to have that ability, like, Hey, no matter, no matter what they're asking me to go do, whether it's go rock climbing go, go backpacking, hiking, snowboarding, whatever that is like, Hey, you up for this? Like, yeah, I have the ability to go and do that. Like, I'm not going to be dead after we hike in a half mile and have to sit down and rest. Like, yeah let's go to
0: the top of that mountain, but it's, it's really enabling for sure. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, (laughs) we'll, we'll have to do another one of these after we get a, get a bull down or some other stories or different things like that come up, but definitely, you know, there's definitely going to be some different like mountain climbs and things in the horizon, Mm -hmm. uh, just probably within our, our friendship piece, but, uh, man, dude, I appreciate you coming on, being on here tonight. Um, you know, just kind of leave something for everyone on here. If if there was someone who, you know, right now, if you look back at like old Ethan, right? Mm-hmm. Miserable as shit and just not happy with where they're at, what would you tell them?
1: I'd tell them a lot. Um <laughs> I think the biggest thing would probably just be to listen to yourself a little bit more. And not to, not to doubt so much of what you're capable of. Like, I think we put a lot, of, a lot of limitation on ourselves because we're told, or maybe we just believe that we can't do certain things, whether it's a dream you've got or an aspiration that you've got. Like, don't doubt yourself so much on that. Believe in what you can do and believe that you have the power to go through and do it because I would be willing to bet more likely you do. And you've already got what it takes. You just have to actually go out and do those
0: things. 100% take action. Is there any, um, any tools uh, through your journey, whether it's, it's books, podcasts, physical tools, things of that nature that um, have allowed you to experience more of the outdoors, more life, move forward? Like anything you would give someone or tell them they need to get
1: I'd say get active, get moving. Like it doesn't have to be in the gym. It doesn't have to be a CrossFit gym. Like go and just move a little bit, get your body used to some kind of a training um, program or just some kind of daily movement is a huge part of it because that brings in the discipline side of it. That brings in so much more than just fitness. And that adds so much. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't read enough books in my opinion. I need to get better at actually staying on point on them,
0: but there's there's so much out there that you go ahead what's what's your favorite one you've read so far oof um damn dude (laughs) atomic (laughs) habits
1: there's a lot like it's very simplistic stuff but it's very it's just packed full of stuff and if you want to get on maybe a uh a stoic side of it meditations is not Mm -hmm. a bad go through either Marcus Aurelius's book mm-hmm. yep. there's a lot to do. it's a little more philosophical but
0: both of those I say would have they've had a
1: very big impact on me in the past
0: awesome yeah no that's definitely I mean topic habits definitely one of my top ones um and then I mean it's I guess Tina <laughs> Tina's favorite book hand oh. down just because she's so dang organized um she loves that but then definitely meditations I actually just just picked that one up a little while ago so um looking forward to dive diving more and more into that i haven't read read that one completely yet um awesome man well i appreciate you jumping on being in the podcast i said we'll we'll end up doing more of these maybe maybe get into where we have like a a threesome kind of way not that kind of way but you know like (laughs) get a couple other 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 individuals in on it as well as we build this shit out it could get really weird really really quick Oh okay. uh, good though it's going to be a good time we'll do it in a cabin back in the mountains
1: <laughs> get some fiddles playing up by the stream all uh, right
0: uh, man well hey where uh if anyone wanted to be able to connect with you uh you know be able to get your number going a date or anything like that uh, where, where could they find you? What's, what's your different platforms? Uh, mainly on Instagram, you're going to find me at my
1: last name. Cool. K-U-H-L underscore Ethan. Um, but yeah, that's going to be my main one. I've got Facebook and all that, but yeah. Find yeah. me on Instagram at cool. Ethan
0: Tinder, Bumble. And I mean, you, if you uh,
1: want to follow me on Tinder, you can go for that too. <laughs> <I get
0: it. laughs> uh, man. All right. I, I appreciate you, homie. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, for all you guys who are chiming in here tonight, uh, definitely appreciate each and every one of you guys coming by. You guys know the drill. Uh, if you got anything from the podcast, if you took anything away from it, uh, go out, share it with a friend. I can't thank those of you guys enough who have gone through and given the different reviews on the podcast, who have shared, shared it with your friends, your family, um, through social media, all those different mediums. And honestly, outside of just sharing the podcast, guys, my ask is go out and share the outdoors with someone, right? Go share some fitness with someone. Um, Go share that lifestyle. Go go help other people experience more of not just the outdoors, but life in a whole and really create those memories and experiences overall. So that being said, you guys have a good one. Keep after it. We'll see you soon.
1: like anything you don't want me to talk about shouldn't talk about good to go i don't know is there any is there anything illegal we've done not that i'm aware of uh i've been like thinking about this shit
0: all day (laughs) you're like uh, yeah what's gonna what's gonna happen on this shit Uh, you edit this like we press record and here we go what do we yeah no it's literally it's it's press it and we fucking roll like that as soon as i go through and i hit like and